Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. Great to have you with us. Welcome to all the newcomers who might be listening. Thanks for finding the podcast and hope you stick around. Okay, we have another fun show today. My guests are Carlos and Maureen Urrego. They are the 2018 USA Argentine Tango Champions, and they have a number of other championships and awards to their name. They have taught and performed all over the U.S., in Colombia and in Buenos Aires, and they've also produced several shows such as Seasons of Tango and Midsummer Night Tango Cabaret. And with me now are Carlos and Maureen Urrego. Great to have you both on the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time to, be, to speak with me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. listening to us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so getting right into, into it, how did you fall in love with tango? So we'll go ladies first. Maureen, how did you fall ladies. in love with tango? Oh, long story. I'll try to make it short. So I grew up uh, listening to tango. My parents used to dance and I, I enjoyed watching them, but I never really thought about it. So a lot of years went by. Then I went to my first milonga when I was in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And that's when it, it like hit me right there. I was like, oh my God, this is it right here. I don't wow. want to do anything else. <laughs> so it, it just brought back a lot of a lot of memories. A lot of it has to do with my grandmother as well. She mm. always told me that. I would only be happy if I learned how to dance tango, and I didn't believe her. But mm. now I do, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> where, did, where did you grow up? I grew up in Seattle. I spent, in high school, I lived in Santiago, Chile. And then I came back here, and then went back there, and then I've been back in the U.S. since the year 2000. Okay. So. How is it your parents uh, love tango? It's part of the culture in Chile. Every Sunday they have a, a radio program where they... All you hear on Sunday, you know, when you're walking through the neighborhood is tango. So wow. it's it's a big part of the culture down there. Okay, nice. And how about you, Carlos? How did you fall in love with this dance? Basically, all my family, they listen to tango uh, almost every day. And I was invited for, for, my, uh, for my cousin. Mm -hmm. I was 13. Mm -hmm. And she invited me to, to be her partner to the class. So mm -hmm. and then I fall in love with tango. Nice. Since then, that was in 1999. Mm -hmm. Basically, my family, um, yeah, it's part of the culture in Medellin, Colombia. Okay, wow. So, Carlos, what was your very first tango lesson like? Oh, it was in a library in a, in one of the rooms, and we were 15, 15 people, young people. So, mm. our teacher at that time, there, there was no salon tradition. There was only stage choreography mm -hmm. so we were invited to to perform in the neighborhood mm -hmm. so we were we were uh, creating choreographies all the time all the time oh, okay. and then we we have to unlearn the stage to learn the base which mm -hmm. is salon traditional the embrace and the walking and um, everything from the beginning wow all right how about you maureen your first tango lesson uh, what was that like I went with my mom actually mm -hmm. and she saw me you know getting interested she's like oh i'll come with you and we went and it it was okay i thought it was pretty easy at first okay wow <laughs> so my my first six weeks i was like okay i can do this i'd been dancing maybe for about i think it was about six to eight weeks or something like that mm -hmm. and julio balmaceda came mm -hmm. to seattle to teach them workshops and i was like okay i'll try it and I went and I left crying because I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's oh. ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't pivot. I couldn't disassociate. 
I didn't know what I was doing. And then I went home. I cried. I was like, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to let this get me. So I woke up the next day. I went to the workshop again. And mm -hmm. from there on, it's just, you know, I haven't taken a step back. It's just been, I, I like the challenge of, mm -hmm. of the dance, that there's always something new and there's always something new to learn, mm -hmm. um, whether it's teaching or creating a choreography or, you know, just even social dancing. We love to go to milongas and, you know, that's where we learn the most yeah. is when we're social dancing. Okay. So yeah every day is something new yeah absolutely so what was your very first dance at a malanga like do you remember awkward yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a little awkward it was it was a little intimidating because i've been that close to somebody i wasn't used to in latin america you know i didn't grow up there so you know they're really used to getting close to people mm -hmm. like really easy mm -hmm. you know in the u.s we tend to be a little more a little more shy you know where yeah. we don't just like dive right in and say hey come here you know mm -hmm. so it was a little awkward and, and now it's now it's just it's natural <laughs> uh, carlos how about you your very first dance at a bilonga i went to this dance school for a practica or, or milonga mm -hmm. and most of the people were all people mm -hmm. and i was 16 when I went to, to this milonga and all, all of the fellows, all of the women, they, they wanted to dance with me. And that's why, how do you say, to, to improve because mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to, to practice what mm -hmm. I was learning with, with these ladies. And, and they were always uh, asking me to dance. Oh, are you coming to the next milonga? Oh. Please let me know. I want to dance with you. <laughs> so that was a good signal for, for me to improve and and then I, I, I became a, a teacher and they, and they came to, to my classes and yeah. it was a, a nice experience. Yeah. Okay. So I want to shift gears a little bit to a turning points in your learning. So looking back on your, your tango journey as you're training, what's some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers that still sticks with you today? I had really good teachers in the beginning, Carlos Barrio Nuevo and Maite Valdez. They were mm -hmm. in Seattle at the time I started dancing. Mm -hmm. And they kind of took me under their wing because they saw that I had the discipline and like the drive to learn more. Mm -hmm. And not just for social dancing, like I really wanted to perform at some point. And I started performing nine months after I started dancing. Wow. So I really wanted to, I mean, I wasn't great. I mean, I look at the videos like, <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? And it was good, but you know, it's okay, things to improve on. So learning the, the stage part has mm. really been good for me in the sense that I can look at myself and see what I like and see what I don't like and um, improve on that. I think mm. that's been the best, the best learning experience that you can have. But having these two teachers, they really took me under their wing, like I said, and um, mm -hmm. they really helped me get on that path of improving and, and never giving up and you know, it, it never ends, you mm. know, they say, you know, once you think you, you got it, then you're done. You know, you, you have to keep going. Yeah. If you think you know everything, then you should just probably stay at home because you're <laughs> never going to, you're not going to grow anymore. Right. If you have that mindset. So mm. they, they helped me a lot. And, you know, and I had a few teachers along the way that on pivots and how to do that, the hero, molinete, mm. you know, little things like that. But my, my major the, the best teachers I had were, were Carlos and Maite. Mm -hmm. And along the way, I've had some really good ones. And going to Buenos Aires the past two years has really helped. And mm -hmm. we have some favorites down there, too. Nice. So. How about you, Carlos? You wrote some really good advice you remember. 
So in Colombia, we have six competitions a year. Mm -hmm. So you have to dance stage and you have to dance alone. Mm -hmm. So I remember this couple, Guillermo Salvat and Silvia Greens. Mm -hmm. So they they my favorite for stage. Mm. But for salon, I really like Gabriel Anjo and Natalia Gámez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our that's our favorite couple okay. in Buenos Aires. Because they they learn from from, from the old milongueros. Mm -hmm. uh, so they leave the experience with them. Mm -hmm. So every time we go to their class, mm -hmm. they really teach you exactly the experience mm -hmm. that they live with with the old milongueros. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's more than just than just the stuff <coughs> that they teach. They share with you the why. Okay. Why did so and so do it this way? Why do we have this result from this? There's more it's more than just okay, so take a forward step here, pivot. No. Mm -hmm. It's more of the experience and, and the why, learning mm -hmm. and where it came from. I think that's a big thing that is missing sometimes from classes. Mm -hmm. And from what we learn from them, we bring it along into our classes when we teach, when people ask why. I'm like, okay, now we can say why because we've learned from this couple and, they, and they're really good at explaining all of that and like sharing that with you. So you really feel it. Yeah. It's not, you know, memorizing a step. There's a why. And then, you know, you try to do it in different places. It's like, oh, that's how they did that. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> also, we like personally a... Uh, Balmacedas, so mm -hmm. Julio Balmaceda yeah. and er Ernesto Balmaceda because they they learn from from their father. So every time I go to their classes, we we mm -hmm. take private with them and same thing. So they yeah. they they give you why their father uh, used to do this sequence this way, that way, the other way, mm -hmm. use both sides. So mm -hmm. that's a, a good experience when when they told you the everything, every detail. Yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah, I remember uh, I was at a workshop with, in, with Julio, and it was just millions of people around, and it was a workshop on back saccadas, which is a step I'd struggle with for a year. And uh, yeah. he just, and Julio was getting a glass of water. He just happened to see me, and he's like, no, 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 do this, do this. It was like in, in 10 seconds, he fixed yeah. what wow. I couldn't figure out in, in a year. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, yes. yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. if, if I ever, when I get a chance to study with him, you know, I take the class and, yeah. you know, we work more in like with him, like the rebounds and balls, you know, nice. they just have this way of understanding it. Like it's a very, they're very unique from what they learned from their father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how, how, how to say this. Um, he's mm -hmm. better to take many classes with few teachers yes mm -hmm. many classes with many teachers yeah mm -hmm. in last year and this year we had the experience to to learn from los totis mm -hmm. and carlitos and noelia mm -hmm. so carlitos and noelia gave us a lot of information a lot of information we took a private with them mm -hmm. a little bit expensive but they give they gave us they're very generous yes yeah. very generous at the end of the class carlitos told me oh bring me a usb I want to give you videos. He gave us those videos, those videos from from, from the masters. Uh -huh. Wow! So every time we we rehearse, we go to the videos because they say you have to learn from the videos too, mm -hmm. but not from the videos from from the actual videos, the old videos. Most of them are not in YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's very how do you say tesoro? Mm -hmm. So very it's like an heirloom, you know, something that you yeah get, yeah. Like, you you know what I mean? It, it's something really special that they gave to us. And they wow. were both very generous in the class. And, you know, mm -hmm. we told them about, you know, competition that we we're going on, down in Buenos Aires. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, this is what you need to have. 
Wow. Not that you have to do it exactly, but apart from what we've learned with the teachers that they shared their experience and and the, the history behind the, the mm. movements. Yeah. Uh, they said that these videos, they help a lot because it, it's the classic stuff. And you look at it, and I remember look, watching the videos at first, mm-hmm. or some videos when I first started dancing, I was like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> when we look at it and we try to do it, we're like, oh, no, this is difficult. Like, yeah, the way, so they step, difficult. the way they step, the way they step is different. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's it has, hard. <laughs> it, has, it has something that you have to to discover. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's more than the technique. It's almost like you have to soak it into your soul. Yeah. You yes. have to live it. You have to mm-hmm. live it. You have to cry for it. You have to laugh. And, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So we went, so every time we, we go to Buenos Aires, we try to study. So last year we went to compete, we perform, we teach, but mm-hmm. then we, we study for one month mm-hmm. and you know what we always go back to the basics always yeah yes yeah you know the, the wonderful thing about tango is that we're we're free to interpret the music in almost any way we want but at the same time yes. what makes a dance very challenging especially for beginners is is how to interpret the music when they're when they're out in the, at the milonga so what advice right. do you yeah so what advice do you give for for beginner students or students who are early in their tango journeys about what to listen for, how to interpret the music when they first start dancing at milongas. Every beginner is, is different because yeah. there's people that are beginners and then that are very enthusiastic and they they have an understanding of the music just naturally. Mm-hmm. So for them, it, it, it comes easier, you know, just to say, you know, just stay on the beat for now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we progress from that and say, okay, now when there's something rhythmic, let's dance to the rhythmic part. Mm-hmm. how to define you know what's rhythmic and what's what's a melody mm-hmm. like is there a singer is there a violin like think of the movements that accompany those rhythms mm-hmm. in dancing at a milonga you know we try to explain you know the codes you know to be respectful and don't get in somebody's face say hey i want to dance with you and grab their hand <laughs> yeah so we try to encourage you know for them to go we we usually try to get a group together of beginner students to go with them Ah, it's so intimidated and they're not like you know a little baby duckling like out on the floor (laughs) (laughs) i'm very protective of my students you know like Mm -hmm. i I really want them to continue to dance and and not get frustrated because as in many parts and we've heard many stories that people go to the milongas Mm -hmm. nobody asks them to dance because they're new you know they get shunned a little bit because they're beginners or they're not on access all the time so i just tell people you know you have to be generous because we all began at that point where we had no idea what we were doing Mm -hmm. we didn't know what a free leg was or a standing leg (laughs) so you know our classes for example at uh, University of Washington and classes that we've done here in New Orleans, we mm-hmm. have a mix of beginners and we have people from the regular tango community come in. Mm-hmm. And so when these students go out to the milongas, they already know people. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're off on their own. And we just say, you know, just enjoy it. You'll make mistakes. Yes. You might feel like a fool at times. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay because we all begin at that point and we have people in the in the communities that kind of watch out for those people if we're not there. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as far as dancing, it takes time. Yeah. So we tell you know it takes time. Mm-hmm. Maureen always recommend them to to go to this website todotango.com mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to study the orchestras, the outdoors, so yeah. mm-hmm. the history of tango. It helps for them 
to know the history of tango, especially mm -hmm. here in America, mm -hmm. the language. The language, yeah. So the language. Yeah. yeah. Because in South America, they want to learn fast and they want to go to the milonga to perform, to compete. So they, they practice almost every day. Mm -hmm. But here we, we know that time and, and, and different things. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we always give them homework. So practice uh, a thousand times, a thousand times. Yeah. We give you music. We give you this and that. Mm -hmm. uh, text us if you need something or ask. Sometimes we get messages at two or three in the morning like, oh, this happened to me at a milonga. It's like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> but we open that up to them because they don't have somebody, you know, especially newer students, if they don't have somebody to go to to ask questions and mm -hmm. what's going to happen, then mm -hmm. they drop out. So we, we try to be as accommodating as possible. So, you know, mm -hmm. call us if you have any questions. If you have a question from the class, it's okay. You don't have to pay another hour. Like you can just say, hey, I have a question about this really mm -hmm. quick and it's done. We try to be as flexible as, you know, as we can because mm -hmm. we want the, we want people to dance tango. We want the communities to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just about, it's not just about us. We we love what we do. We love to dance it. We love to teach it and mm -hmm. perform. And mm -hmm. we like we love we like it all. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, it's nice that you yeah. get back to students when they reach out to you. That's really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2018, you both won the USA Argentine Tango Championship. Congratulations. Yeah. So Thank how, you. Yeah. So how did uh, what what led up to that? That's uh, that's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I, I, First of all, I was trying to compete on, on that uh, championship and I, I... You couldn't because you weren't a resident. Yeah, I was not a resident. Oh, okay. So Carlos and I started dancing together in 2016. Mm -hmm. We both had previous partners before that. And mm -hmm. We were done with our previous partners and we were looking for new partners. We had met once before. He came up to Seattle to sell shoes and mm -hmm. um, we met, we danced, it was great. And that was it. And then I think that was in 2014 or 2015. And then in 2016, a friend of ours in common, I, you probably know her, Sandra Angel. Oh, she yeah, has yeah. The, She texted me and she texted Carlos saying, hey, I know somebody who's looking for a new partner. And so she, she connected us. And a few days later, we met up in, in Tucson, at the Tucson Tango Festival mm -hmm. back in 2016. And we started dancing. We're like, okay. Even if we don't understand each other and said, you know, let's try to be friends and let's help each other out because mm -hmm. I had performances coming up and so did he and we said, let's, let's give it a go. Mm -hmm. So we started dancing and it was really good the first night. And then the second night we danced the whole night, the all night milonga, nine hours. Wow. Like, even the cortinas. We were like, oh, you and your <laughs> husband dance really well. I'm like, it's not my husband. And, you know, and then... <laughs> They would, they would ask us, oh, how long have you been dancing together? We're like, oh, just a day. And we were like, what? They couldn't believe it. And then my guy friends were like, who's this Colombian guy trying to dance with you all night? And, you know, and all his girlfriends were like, who is she? You know, who is she? Where did she come from? And mm -hmm. it was pretty funny. So we started dancing together. And then I moved to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Not even a month, like maybe a month later, six mm -hmm. weeks later. I, I left Seattle, I went to New Orleans, and we started teaching and performing mm -hmm. there. And then we decided it wasn't the time to compete yet because we had just started dancing. We said, we'll try for next year. Mm -hmm. And then we saw um, advertisements for the Southern California 
Tango Championship for oh, 2017. 2017. Yeah. So we had been dancing together for like eight months, I think, by then, mm -hmm. something yeah. like that. And we said, well, if we're going to go, we might as well just go for all, you know, just compete in all the categories and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. So we used our rent money. <laughs> <laughs> we really took a leap of faith. We yeah. used our rent money. We went for vals, milonga, stage, and salon. Mm -hmm. And um, by the last day, we only had $20 left mm -hmm. <laughs> if we had to pay the rent. Oh, wow. I just remember we, we hadn't eaten that day. I just remember the, when they called everybody out, you know, to give the prizes. And they said, oh, each category is $500. So I was like, oh, please. <laughs> if you look at the videos, you can mm -hmm. see me. I'm like praying. I'm just, I'm like, please, just 500 so we can at least get to the airport. And, <laughs> and we, we won all four. Uh, we did wow. not expect to win all four categories. Wow. It was, um, and people were like, where did these guys come from? Like, New Orleans? What? Mm. It was crazy. And that's when, you know, we just said, okay, let's let's try for, you know, we went to San Francisco in 2017 as well. Mm -hmm. And we were very happy with the result. We got uh, second place in both stage and salon. Mm -hmm. And so we said, okay, we were not going to compete in 2018. Mm -hmm. We said, no, we already <laughs> competed. You know, mm -hmm. let's give ourselves a break. And then we decided at last minute, you know, it. <laughs> let's just go for it let's just do it like whatever it was it was a tough competition the level of dancing between 2017 and 2018 mm -hmm. it really grew the the competition it was it was a nice competition because you really feel like i really felt like i had to concentrate and give it my my hundred percent because even one little like mistake you're out there's there's a very good level of dancing out there especially for stage and uh, the u.s has grown a lot mm -hmm. the dancers have and it, it's really nice to see that like oh yes you know u.s has tango they have good mm -hmm. tango yeah teachers from different festivals mm -hmm. they came to compete wow. yeah i remember during the competition i would just meditate i'd go off into my little corner mm -hmm. <laughs> i wouldn't talk to anybody i was just you know really really focused and when we won it was just like oh, yeah. It was a really good feeling. It was something that I always wanted to do was from the beginning when I started dancing, you know, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I said, that's where I want to go. I want to win that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, with the mentors that I had in the beginning and mm -hmm. um, just having a lot of faith in myself and not giving up, you know, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't gone to Buenos Aires before that, before mm -hmm. the first competition we won. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, you, you must go to Buenos Aires every year. I'm like, no, I've never been. Like, Nice. Thanks to winning the competition in 2017, mm -hmm. I was finally able to go and mm. uh, fulfill my dream, you know, of going and competing. And competing down there is is another world. I mean, it, it's mm. tough. Yeah. That you go out on that stage and you feel like a little ant. I mean, wow. It's, mm. it's, yeah. it's like, oh crap! What did I get myself <laughs> into? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so in 2018, like before you knew of the result that you'd won, like while you're in the middle of of dancing with with each other, how did mm -hmm. how did that feel? How did the dancing feel? It's a different experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. I remember in 2017, second guessing, mm -hmm. you know, just saying, "Oh, that you know, I don't know." But, you know, 2018, I went with a different mindset. It was more mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter. I'm dancing with Carlos. He's my, my husband, my friend, my compañero. I don't know how mm -hmm. to say compañero in, in English. Partner, Partner. yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds different. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more like my, my accomplice. He's mm -hmm. my accomplice. Yeah. 
So, and when we really believe that, and we really, if you believe in that, then it doesn't matter if you make a mistake or if there's miscommunication. It just, it just mm-hmm. feels good because what you're doing there in the moment is what you believe in. Mm-hmm. It's really believing in yourself and your partner that, you know, you got this. Not that I'm the best, but I know that I'm dancing with my soul mm-hmm. and I know the music. And, you know, when you, fe- when you feel that you have that knowledge within you and you, and you dance to it, it's, it's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Very different from the year before where I was not too sure about myself. But mm-hmm. 2018 was definitely the year. It was like, I know my music. Some of the other dancers that were there, like, maybe I don't do my embellishments like her. But you know what? I have my own. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I do best. Mm-hmm. It's not about <clears throat> trying to be somebody else. And that, that's, I think, what really helped me as mm-hmm. as a follow, as a woman, like, to really mm-hmm. own up to myself and take responsibility for myself. Nice. For me, mm-hmm. uh, I, I grew up listening to tango. So every time uh, we go to a competition, I always wait for the music. I like to, to do DJ sometimes. Mm-hmm. So every time they announce the, the songs for the salon category, most of the time I know all of the songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when they announced the titles, I was smiling. Oh yeah, we were smiling because I mean, <laughs> from the beginning, when I first started dancing, I went to that website, Dolo Tango, and I tell all my students, this, they're like, how do you know this? I'm like, I didn't really know the music. I mean, I had heard the music before, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like the difference between like Darienzo and Biaggi and, you mm-hmm. know, Troilo and, and all this stuff. So I studied and I still say, I still go to that website and I went from A to Z, mm. like reading about every single singer, orchestra, composer, musician, everything, mm. A through Z. Everything is there. Everything is there and it's in English too. Nice. So I highly recommend that. And for a follow, it's just as important mm-hmm. to know the music, if not more important, because when we embellish, are they just embellishing to embellish <laughs> mm-hmm. or are they dancing to the music? There's a huge difference there when when i see i see it now i didn't see it back you know maybe five years ago i didn't understand that difference of mm-hmm. like what it really means to embellish and for me people ask me about embellishments like no i just i feel in the music i dance to the music mm-hmm. it's not because i'm i'm just doing it because i think it's pretty there's moments when there's a melody to do something something smooth or if there's rhythm then you know there's different movements for that so it's really important so when we were in the competition and i was like oh we i think there was a song we were hoping that they would play for us i can't remember and when they say tanturi like for us tanturi Mm -hmm. is is like our home like Ah. we understand each other so well in tanturi it's it's crazy yeah it's like when they say tanturi we're just like ah yes no problem Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) then they say pugliese and we're like okay we can work on that I'll let him go. I'll let him talk. No, about but, that. but uh, there is these conferences uh-huh, on YouTube on YouTube about musicality, musicality. Mm-hmm. by one of the musicians from the um, orchestra Escuela de Tango. Mm-hmm. So he's a musician. So they explain every details of the orchestras from the golden age, age of tango. Mm-hmm. It's in Spanish, but it helps a lot because mm-hmm. sometimes as uh, as a dancers or as a teachers we don't know exactly the the details about the orchestras we just know the the rhythm and the melody but they, they explain the type of rhythm the type of rhythm the mm-hmm. type of the style of the of the orchestra 
Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of things and things that only pertain to tango. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's not just like, okay, phrasing and stuff like that. There's there's other words and other other things that just only pertain to tango mm -hmm. music, which... Yeah, I never, I never heard before. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things and we've been... Well, that's when he finally started understanding Pugliese and like... I've, 20 I've years later. 20 years later. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. And we still have a long way to go. But the, this couple, uh, our favorite couple in Salon, Natalia Gámez and Gabelangio, they recommend us mm -hmm. to watch these videos. Okay. They don't have the best sound, but you you can understand mm -hmm. examples that they mm -hmm. gave. Okay. So it's really really important to not only to listen to tango and to know the music. It's really mm -hmm. to study and to and to know how how they create this music mm -hmm. why and then you you understand how to dance mm -hmm. how to feel the music yeah, yeah. Nice. it never ends yeah that's right it never <laughs> ends yeah so there are a lot of people listening who are thinking of of performing maybe not necessarily for competition but just to uh showcase what they know or they're giving opportunities to to performance showcases or in you know little group settings and that kind of thing. So what advice do you have for, for those students who are either thinking about performing or seriously considering it? They should. Mm -hmm. They should. Whether they want to or not, I, I really believe that <laughs> everybody should have that experience mm -hmm. because it's very easy for people just to sit and watch and criticize. Right. As being a tango dancer and like and understanding the culture is to perform. Part of mm -hmm. the culture is to perform. It doesn't mean it has to be a choreography. It doesn't matter the level. If you look at, you know, the old videos or the stories that we've heard, like there's always a, a performance. Mm -hmm. But why mm -hmm. it's it's to celebrate it's to celebrate yes. this this dance. It's mm -hmm. part of the culture. So when they say, Oh, another performance, it's I say go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter the level. If they're beginners, it's why not encourage it? Like why mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand that part where there's always a back and forth of should we have performances at the Milonga or should we not? It takes away from dancing. I don't think so. I think it, it enriches the dance and mm -hmm. it also gives the newer students or the new people that are coming into the dance an objective. Yeah. Like they have a goal, something to look forward to and that challenges them to become nice dancers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're all going to become professionals or they're all going to compete, but I I really believe that um, everybody should be given the opportunity to perform and have that experience, and mm -hmm. I, I think that everybody should, because it's it's not that easy to get up in front of a lot of people and dance. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time, I mean, I was shaking like a leaf. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And still, and mm -hmm. still, before I perform, I mean, I get nervous. I get I get shaky, and um, it's a good feeling to have because you want to give your best. Adding to this, for me, it's very important for the student or for the couple who's going to perform to choose the the music, mm -hmm. because if the teacher recommends something, mm -hmm. it's okay, but it's better for them to choose the the song that they feel. they feel that they want, and also to try to dance for them, not mm -hmm. to copy dancer or a professional, mm -hmm. just to dance what, what they know what and they know in the level of they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you have to live every part of the experience mm -hmm. to to move to the next level. Mm -hmm. 
So tango is, uh, how do you say, asignatura pendiente. Pending. Some, yeah. Pending. <laughs> yeah, what I found with performances when I've worked with students is whether the performance turned out well or bad, they, at the end they always thought, I want to do it again. You know? Yes. <laughs> good, good. No, it's, it's great. It's, mm -hmm. it's great. I'd love to see my students perform and... You know, I, I lend them my, I lend the girls my dresses, I do their hair, I help mm. them with their makeup, nice. and, you know, we, we go and cheer them on. We had a few students, recently there was a showcase in Seattle, and we, we coached uh, three couples. People were like, why, why aren't you performing? We're like, no, we came to support our, our students that have been studying with us, oh, and nice. um, we went and cheered them on, we're just like, yeah, go, and they did great. Mm -hmm. They did great. They really enjoyed it. Um, do you want to? Do you want to do it again? And I think it's a. I think it's a great experience. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, yeah, I screwed up. I'm like, but it's okay. You know, mm -hmm. you smiled. You kept going. At least you didn't fall on the floor. <laughs> You're not bleeding. Mm -hmm. Nobody died. So you know, it's, that that would be a tragedy. But if that doesn't happen, then yeah, you know, we're only human. Right. So, what are some things you've learned from your own students over the years? Patience. <laughs> we really like it when students ask questions. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's very important. I think that's the best way to learn. And even teaching in itself, it really, it makes you think mm -hmm. on how to explain things. Because, again, not everybody learns the same. Mm -hmm. Some people learn just by watching and copying. Other mm -hmm. people learn by theory. Mm -hmm. And people, some people just like to do it. Every time we teach a class, we have to think of those three things. And also the biggest thing is, you know, how to keep a student motivated. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. So we say one thing to work on and then we say three good things mm -hmm. <laughs> So mm -hmm. to, to keep it kind of balanced. OK, like, OK, we need to work on this, but, you know, your embrace is good. Mm -hmm. um, your feet are looking OK and you're connecting really well with the embrace. Mm -hmm. But let's work on your pivots. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. So it helps them relax. But when they ask questions, it, it makes us really think about how to explain things differently. And even movements. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they say, oh, but it's easier if I do it like this. We're like, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. But that's not how we're teaching it right now. So try to do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> Open your mind. Open your mind, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, we always start, even if it's a, an advanced, advanced class, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We always start with, with the base, with simple exercises. Mm -hmm. And then before we move to the next, we say, if, if it's too complicated for you, stay on the previous exercise. Yeah. And we will, we will mm -hmm. the, the exercises. Mm -hmm. And until they say, no, I can do that. So, so I stay on the previous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't go from the beginning to the difficult part. So we. Yeah, we start with really simple. And sometimes a dancer that's been dancing for maybe 10 years or more, mm -hmm. they get stuck on the first exercise because yeah. there's balance issues or mm -hmm. they say, oh yeah, I really have to go back to the basics and say, this mm -hmm. is why we have this format in our classes. We start with something simple and at first, you know, people roll their eyes. Oh, great. We have to walk. <laughs> We're like, okay, let's <laughs> We say, okay, walk, but take one step in four counts. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. No, yep. that's what they <laughs> That's mm -hmm. where they get stuck. And it's like, see, it's not that easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's really breaking it down and feeling the movement completely in your body. Mm -hmm. And really mm -hmm. know, like, what is your body doing? Yeah. What is your What does it take to take that one step and to walk with somebody else? Yeah. So that's what, that's what we do. And it, it, I'm always learning from them. 
it's fun. Yeah. We we really like the the UW students. They're all young and mm-hmm. like really excited. They're like little sponges. Like you say one thing, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, 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 and they just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. When you work with with college age or university people, they're yeah. They, they learn yeah. so quickly. It's great. All right. So Carlos and Marie, so where do we find out more about you online? Um, you can go to carlosandmarine.com. Mm-hmm. We have our website. We have, I have to update it, but oops, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. just Carlos and Marine Urego. You'll find us there. We usually have videos where we're going to be next. Mm-hmm. And next week we'll be in New York. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be in Seattle again, and then we come back to New Orleans in February uh, oh, wow. for Valentine's Day. In February. Okay, great. Busy schedule. Yeah. When are you coming to New Orleans? Oh gosh, you know, I was there. Um, I think in 2017 for a little bit, but I think you were out of town. So I think the last oh. time I saw you was in 2016. I think, and I think that was the first time I really? met you, Maureen. I think you both went to a Milonga that I happened to be DJing, and probably yeah. So that's when I, I met you for the first yes. time. Yes. Yes. I think that was. 2017. Yeah. Okay, 17. Yeah, my math is off. But yeah. he was DJing at Dance Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. But last last time you came or one, I don't remember when. Everybody remembers your back sacada. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> at the church. At the church. But they 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 cannot do it. But they remember the the instructor. Uh huh. So most of the uh, students they they say no. I want to do that sakara because it's very difficult and, and they they are working on the back sakaras. Okay. Everybody remembers yeah. your back sakara. Everybody yeah. loves you here. Oh, that's really nice. You to know, know that. You know that. Yeah, I, I miss everybody there. So yeah, I, I I'll definitely I'll definitely come back at some point. All right. Well, th- again, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know you're super busy. You got a lot of things in the pipeline, but I think the listening audience will really appreciate wh- your stories and what you have to say. Cool. Thank you. All right. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. It was fun hearing about Carlos and Maureen's experiences, and they brought up a number of things that stuck with me. One thing Maureen said is that when you start learning tango, it never ends. It's a point that comes up a lot and will probably come up again. Now, we shouldn't feel discouraged or frustrated when we hear it. It just means there's always something new to learn, and there's always an opportunity to grow. That's a good thing. Carlos also brought up the importance of revisiting basics. No matter how far he and Maureen go in their career, they keep reconnecting with the fundamental concepts. And as you gain more experience, you'll start noticing that all those basic steps we learned on day one start becoming a lot more interesting. There are so many layers to them, and they become exciting again. Funny how that works. I also like what they brought up about performing and how we should all try it at least once. Like they said, we don't have to aspire to be professionals, but performing focuses our learning. It gives us a goal to work towards. But we should also keep in mind that performance is also part of tango culture. It's not an afterthought or novelty. It's one of the ingredients of the dance. And it's great how Carlos and Maureen make themselves accessible to their students. They take the time to answer emails and texts, and it's not a bother at all. Most teachers want you to be interested and involved in tango. They love questions. They want to help you. So feel free to reach out to them when you have a question. So thank you again, Maureen and Carlos, for sharing your stories and thoughts with us. And thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you haven't already, 
Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, a lot of platforms. And if you have yet to leave a rating and review, please go ahead and do so. It only takes a second and helps a lot. And to help keep the podcast going, I'm also accepting donations. You can find a link in the description and on the main podcast page of my website. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.